Hey there, it's Rashida Geddes, your coach and mentor. Welcome to Business Talks, the place to find tips and insight on creating a business career and life in Montreal on your own terms. Can women really have it all? I mean, can we be corporate powerhouses, present parents and loving spouses all at the same time? Women like Sheryl Sandberg and Marissa Mayer have truly changed the game and have set the bar pretty high for women looking to break the glass ceiling in business. But are they the exception or the rule? In today's nonstop business culture, the balance between home and work have become more of a blend. Women want the career, they want the business, but they also want to have healthy relationships, a partner, kids, a family. Women want that too. So what do we do? Do we embrace the fact that we can't have it all or do we change the narrative? To change how female leadership is perceived not only by men, but also by other women. My guest today knows all about being at the top of her industry. Jenny Duquette, the name sound familiar? She's an entertainment powerhouse in Quebec. Today, she has shifted her focus from promoting world-renowned entertainers to promoting female leadership. Take a look. Lawyer, entrepreneur, author, TEDx speaker, Jenny Duquette has had an amazingly successful career here in Quebec. She started as a lawyer with Faskin Martineau when Donald K. Donald made her an offer she couldn't refuse. President of his label and production company. For 15 years, she worked as an entrepreneur, show producer, and record executive for world-renowned artists such as Corneille, La Chicane, and Jonas. In April 2006, she bought Deja Music from Donald and continues to run it to this day. Having reached the top of her industry and looking for more meaning in life, Jenny began promoting female leadership and founded Alma Mater in 2014, a company that promotes the advancement of women through training, coaching, and live events. That same year, Jenny also became a published author with her book entitled The Seven Secrets to Female Leadership, Leading with Your Head and Your Heart. She is also a member of the board of Femsoeur Montreal and the Canadian Association for Multiple Sclerosis in Montérégie. I want to thank you so much, Jenny, for being with us today and really having this conversation with me. You've had a really charged, I would say, career here in Quebec, one that uh, would, many would call powerhouse in the entertainment industry. And I know you got to start very early on in your career, one that really has set you up for success going long term. You had, you worked with someone by the name of Donald K. Donald, which is very well known in the entertainment industry today. Yeah. What do you think Donald saw in you and what did you see in yourself that set you apart from everyone else and, and gave you that chance early on in your career? Well, first of all, I always was passionate about show business. I was passionate about television, music, and movies. And I started out as a lawyer in the entertainment uh, industry. And I didn't know which field would attract me the most, but music made the most sense. I knew a lot of people in the music industry. And once I met Donald, it was... Uh, it, it, worked out very fast. I mean, I had a file for, for, for one of his company, and after we were done with the file, he offered me to become president of the company. My gosh. I was passionate about show business. I wanted to get involved, yes. but I never thought that I would start out as a president. And uh, I was 28 years old, very naive, yes. and, and very ambitious too. So I said yes, not knowing what would come later. Of course. And um, how, how did Donald uh, come to the conclusion that 
that he wanted to offer me the job, he had worked with women before. He had given chances to women before, and it worked out well. He told me about six months later on that he chose me because I was a woman. Mm. Because he said, women, they work more. <laughs> and in a way, it was true, it because was in, true. in this area, it was all men, and we wanted to prove ourselves, and you wanted to, de to demonstrate that you're able to do like them, but uh, you want to be able to do things differently, too. So you need to get things done like they do, and then you get to, to do your creative work and do a little twist, a little more according to our values. Of course, but it must have been hard. The entertainment industry is an industry that's dominated by men. What would you say was one of your challenges being given the keys to an empire <laughs> so God. early in your career? There were a lot of challenges. And, and you know, I said, I often say, I didn't, I didn't run after power. It was delivered to me on a golden platter, mm. but on a silver platter, yes. sorry. <laughs> but it was delivered to me on a silver platter. But God knows that I have to work to keep it. You had to work to keep it. To keep it. Because, you know, once I was there so young and naive, a lawyer too in the, in the music industry, there was a lot of skepticism. There was a lot of, there were people that simply refused to work under my supervision. And I had to go through those hurdles in order to establish, you know, my credibility and, and respect in order to get things done. And uh, what helped me the, the most is that I was passionate about my projects mm -hmm. and these projects were working really well. So if it was a little bit harder in the office, you know, discipline wise, like a lot of women that are in a position uh, of power, you know, discipline wise, it's always a little bit delicate, but the, the cheerleading part, yes. I had this down. You had it down. And it was working really well. <laughs> I worked with multi-platinum selling artists, artists that, you know, some of them I found myself. So it gave me a, a little bit of leeway in order to, to stay in that position. Of course. And you talk about all of this in your amazing book that you did in 2014 called Les, Cle Les Sept Clés du Leadership Féminine. And one part of that book, you talk about wearing a mask and yeah. having to wear it for a long time, and finally taking off that mask. I want to know what that mask was, and wh when did you decide to take it off? Well, it's a little bit of what I said before. You know, you want to prove that you're able to do things like the people you see that are in position of power. All of these people are men. Yes. So we're trying to, to, to simulate what they're doing. But, you know, when I was trying to do things like Donald, mm -hmm. coming from a 28-year-old blonde woman, it was not working at all. So at one point, I decided to let go of all this and, and go ahead with the truth and explaining where I was coming from and... and living with the criticism that came with it. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you're gonna do things differently, if you're gonna change things, it's gonna come with criticism. You're a woman and you're a man, if you wanna change things, it's gonna come with criticism. Yes. And I was always able to, to keep this in stride because I knew my position was privilege, mm -hmm. you know? And I knew that it would come with some naysayers and some people that would not believe in it. But the success that I was having with the artists that I was working with would, would, was a great balance. 
uh, with that. So, um, I mean, I used my creativity. I used a lot of intuition, mm -hmm. a lot of intuition. I remember. And that is very much a feminine trait, right? Because we are always said that women, we have this intuitive nature. We know when to say, mm, you know what, that's not going to work. That is going to work. Do you think that that was part of it too, that you had that feminine quality? I think we all have it, yeah. but we listen to it more. And we'll be able to have, it's, it's kind of irrational when you're in a big meeting room with a lot of people and you're just gonna say, you know what, we can't do this because I don't feel it. The men around the table are gonna look at you and say, what are you talking about? You're it. not <laughs> feeling it, you know? What do you mean you're not feeling it? What are the numbers? What are, what are the projections? What do you think? I'm not feeling it. Yes. And you know what? $400,000 later invested, I looked at him and said, did you see what I meant? Are you feeling it now? When I was not now? feeling it. This is it, you know? are you feeling it now? So I mean, sometimes, and in the music industry, it's, it's like that, you know, you're gonna hear a song, I was hearing a song and I was saying, this is it. It's hard to explain, you know, intuition, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's, it's physical. You know, it's, it's not rational, it's physical. I would have a sense of this is right, this song is amazing. When I met Corneille, I often say, I didn't know what he sang, but I knew it was gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> because you meet some extraordinary people. Of course. And you know you're in the presence of, of greatness. And this is something that I use, you know, I use my ability to, to, to connect with people and to listen to my little voice and say, this is the right path. And you go with it. And I, I went with it. And what Donald gave me is enough, is enough liberty to fall, but I would get up very, very, very quickly and, and to try things. And because it worked, well, I, I stayed. It worked because 15 years later, I was still doing it. I ended up buying the company I was running and, uh, and it was a great, great ride. That's an amazing story and an amazing career. Um, when I think of international success of Deja Music, which is your label, I think of Corneille. And you mentioned it before, it, he kind of crossed all boundaries. And I think there was a point, at a high point in his career, that there was a lot of media attention as to the relationship in terms of management and, and Corneille and the media's perception and people's perception and, and how people kind of perceived yourself and Corneille in the media. How do you think, what do you think that taught you about leadership, that experience? I was always able to take this in stride, yes. like you say, take this in stride because these, these are no more, these are the normal. First of all, I was never Corneille's manager. Uh, he had problem with his manager, mm -hmm. which is not, was not us, the production company. Okay. So, I mean, so what, and what, uh, when there were some troubles, because it happens, I mean, artist, it's a long relationship when you sign an artist to a label, it lasts five, 10 years. And sometimes, you know, it happened a lot to me and to a lot of my colleagues, you know, when the market fell down. Yes. A lot of problems started when there's no money. Of there course. is problem, people are trying to, I mean, but I was always, I mean, if we had a disagreement on money, uh, I held my point and I had faith that things would resolve, you know. Maybe the fact that I'm a lawyer too makes me makes me understand that disagreement do happen. It's business. It's exactly. not personal. It's business, and you move on. You know, I, I've never. Uh, I I respect uh, all the artists that I've worked with, even though sometimes we did have some disagreement with respect to money at one point. And I love that what you said. It's it's business, and being able to separate personal from business, and being able to still have relationships with people that you might no longer have 
business dealings with, or it could be the complete reverse. It's about being able to differentiate that too and not get caught up in your feelings sometimes. You know what? It, and it's something that I think that we're able to do very well, women. You know, sometimes they say we're too emotional. Not at all. We, we, we are very good with our emotions. That's what we do. When we get together, a bunch of girls, we talk about our emotions and we're able to control our emotions. We're very, very well-versed in discussing emotions yes. and then putting them aside and prioritizing where it is. Men are not comfortable with that. And that's why I feel that historically, men have said women are too emotional at the office. It's because when we speak that language, they don't get it. But we're very well-versed in it. And I was very well-versed in my emotions. And I really, really understood where to put it and where not to put it. And this, is, this gave me very, um, this allowed me to enjoy everything that was great and also go through some more difficult time uh, without, you know, without falling down. Because this is it. What is a great captain? A captain that knows how, how, to, how, to, how to ride when there is... A big, big, uh, when the water is... Of course, when the water is turbulent, you have yeah, to know how to steer that, that exactly. boat to safety. If you never have it, you know, not... Uh, so, I mean, it's part of, it's part of, uh, it's part of our lives as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, it's part of our lives. And as mothers, too. Of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. And there was a part that resonated with me in the book, I'm glad you're talking about mothers, about the idea of having it all and what that means for women. And I think of people like Sheryl Sandberg, Marissa Mayer, and these people in the United States who are you know, championing women CEOs and being able to be mothers at the same time. And we see it, and they're doing it with so much ease. But the reality is that it's not easy to balance it all. And it's not easy to have it all. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, the world is not made for women or men to have it all. The man was the world was thought of and built by men. Mm -hmm. But you know what men? Men that were able to give themselves 100 hours a week at the office when they had a woman at home taking care of it all. I don't have that, you don't have that, and no man has that today. But that's still what the workforce expects from people. Mm -hmm. So it's impossible to have it all because the workforce is not built that way. That's why women have to take control Take charge, unite, align, and change things. Make the workforce a better place for all, not just women, everybody in it. We're, we have to be allowed to work and love at the same time. And right now, it's just not possible. Yes. I tell women, they tell me, what do I do to have it all? I said, first of all, stop trying to, <laughs> because it is not possible. Yes. The, the world is not made that way right now. But that's why I encourage women who are in a position of power, who have their own companies, who can decide how the workforce works, to redesign this, to allow people to be happy and work at the same time. Happiness makes performance better. Of course. So it's not about the hours now. It's about balance. Everybody should be balanced. And we have a big role in changing things. Mm -hmm. So that's why I encourage women to, because we've been thinking it for a long time, now it's time to talk about it. Of course. And it's time to do something about it. Of course, and I love what you, the recent TEDx Montreal that you had, that the presentation that you gave that talk, you talk about owning your superwoman power. What is that? What, what, is the super, what is this power that we have as women that we need to own in terms of our femininity, in terms of our leadership style, that would allow us to be able to empower us, to be able to take on you know, big challenges in the world? 
What is super about superwoman? Is that she's a woman. So why try to make everything and dress ourselves as Superman? Men and women, we're no better, no worse, but we're different. Of course. So working together makes a perfect team. You know, yin and yang together. So let's be women. Let's get rid of the Superman costume and be women. We like to nurture. We have enormous empathy. In a world right now where everything is designed for clients, yes. who else is better to be sitting at a table and, and knowing what the needs of the clients are than a woman that's very connected to her empathy, power, to the power of empathy. I mean, also, there's a lot of problems with respect to finding life, uh, life balance. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of problems that could be solved if we would unite more, if we would share more. Yes. You know, it takes a village. Let's build villages. We have a sisterhood Let, that, exactly. that, that they used to have in villages. And that's that sisterhood that we need to take on into our daily lives as it is today in the modern world. Yes, and we should build these villages, you know, create this community that we have and that we could share. You know, we could share a lot of tasks if we were a bunch of women in the same community and we would help out each other. Trying to do everything alone, it's just, it's just, it doesn't work that way, especially today. Of course. Now, Johnny, thank you so much. I think that's a great note to end our interview on. How can people find out more about what you're doing and the great projects that you're bringing to life in the next few months? I have a website in French called almamater.com. Uh, I give conferences. I'm always available. I, um, I produce events. We produce Femme en Sound for the International Day of Women in Brassard. I also organize uh, meditation groups. Ah. You know, we get together and we, we, uh, we nourish, nurture our powers. Yes. And we get together. Uh, so, um, Jeannie Duquette, Google me, you'll find some events. You'll find uh, amazing things, I'm sure. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us, Jenny. Thank Have you, Richie. Thank you. Thank you. My interview with Jenny has two powerful takeaways today. The first takeaway is we need to stop trying to have it all. Just stop it. Let's start being happy. Let's start figuring out what makes us happy and then finding ways to have more of that in our lives. The second takeaway is what's super about Superwoman is the fact that she's a woman. Embrace it. Embrace the femininity and the leadership skills that make you yourself. I want to thank you all for watching today, and I also want to thank my guest, Jani, for being with us. Are you trying to create a business career and life on your own terms? Do you want to leverage your strengths so that you can truly transform your life? Visit RashidaGettys.com to learn how I can help you and your business. Empower, mentor, lead and never stop learning. Bye for now.